to another episode of Come Over for Dinner. I'm so glad you're joining us today. I have a very special guest. Many of my listeners may have actually heard of her, possibly have listened to her podcast, Femina. Welcome, Nancy. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here. She is a pastor's wife, a mom of three grown children who have given her 18 grandchildren. The 18th is due in December. impressive work they've done. This is very impressive. So yes, in December, we're expecting number 18, which Mm -hmm. is very fun. And she has also written lots of books on Christian living. So she is just a source of wisdom and inspiration when it comes to hospitality because she started hosting Sabbath dinners a very long time ago when... 1997. Oh, before your kids had kids, right? Right. Well, Becca and Ben were engaged. Okay. Yeah. So when the first, Becca's the oldest. She's actually um, done a recording here or a podcast. This is her oldest daughter, Becca, was engaged to Ben. Mm -hmm. And y'all decided to start doing a Sabbath dinner uh, Saturday night. Yes. And then it's just continued for... It's still going, but I'm not in charge of it anymore. Well, I'm sure that you still... I'm really glad. I handed the torch (laughs) off. You handed the torch. It's just God arranged all of that. Well, you know, if when the family expanded to the 18th grandchild, you probably needed more than two hands to pull it off. When we handed it off, it was because we were moving out of our house into Grandpa Jim's house to take care of him. And so we couldn't... The space anymore. wasn't there. And Luke and Rachel moved into our house yes. so they could build their own, and they just stepped right into Sabbath. They were super ready for that, mm-hmm. totally equipped for that. So the space it was, was there, God they that had the kids. God arranged it. It's so it's wonderful. <laughs> so they're still hosting it. Yes, and it's such yeah. a blessing. I mean, the the kids that you know they when they talk about Sabbath dinner, it's their favorite time of the week. Well, it <laughs> they is look forward sweet, to it so it's much. A very sweet time. They get to see. Um, cousins and aunts and uncles oh, yeah. and friends and Nana yeah. and Papa. And- well, and we have lots of guests. I mean, we always mm-hmm. did. We just sort of collected people. One week I was at the grocery store and I just, I saw a couple of boys that looked like they were having trouble finding their way around. They were Asian. Okay. Maybe Korean. Okay. And um, I went over to chat with them and I ended up inviting them to come yeah. to Sabbath dinner and Fun. they came. They came. <laughs> Did they like the food you served? Oh, they were great. They were lovely. <laughs> yes. That's great. Yeah. And, you know, probably a home-cooked meal. If they were college students and far away from yeah. home, that was probably right. the highlight of their semester. Right. <laughs> they were weighing the produce and then doing the math, I think, to divide up how much each of them would pay for each. <laughs> for each <laughs> apple. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, when we go home, we're cutting it in half, and you pay yeah, half, and I right. pay half. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, it was quite delightful. That is... That's a funny story. So when you have guests, obviously you're not host in charge of hosting Sabbath dinner anymore, but I know you still host guests. What do you think of? What menu is one of your favorite menus to serve? Okay. Well, yes, I do have a lot of favorites. So it's fall here. It's just started. Autumn just started. So one of my favorites, I brought that recipe for you. Okay. To put together in the fall or winter is a beef stew. Oh, I love beef stew. So this one is unusual because it goes in the oven for an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. And it's delicious. So one time, Doug and I were at church or on the way to church, and we had a guest 
pastor to preach that day. And I said, honey, is somebody having him to lunch after church? I mean, he's going to preach two services. He said, I don't know. I said, can you find out? Because yeah, he's going to be hungry after he, preaching two sermons. I know. And we, I mean, <laughs> what a terrible thing if no one had, sure. you know, planned to feed him dinner. <laughs> Poor guy. So might not sign up God again. was prompting me, you think? And mm-hmm. so Doug casually asked him before church, you know, mm-hmm. if he had plans. And he said, no, he didn't. So I left after the first service. I usually stay for both. I just took off. I knew what I needed for this stew. And so I just hit the grocery store, went home. And when they got there, it was it was all ready to go. Okay, that's that sounds a kind, amazing. This is a really great recipe. I like, I prefer making it when I have lots of time. Mm-hmm, sure. And for Sabbath, I had to, this recipe served six to eight. Okay. So you can imagine how many mm-hmm. times how I many was pots yeah, spreading it out. Making. So. Well, six to eight is a perfect version, a perfect size for just a typical family. And yeah. then, but doubling, triple. I mean, I've so, made four recipes of stew of before course. in a oh, giant yeah. pot and it turns out just the same. Right. Well, the cool thing about this one. Okay. It's this three formula. Okay. So it's three pounds of cubed meat. Okay. And the cool thing about this is you can use lamb, pork, or beef chuck. So I've always made it with beef chuck. Mm -hmm. And she provides the recipes for each meat, whatever, and several, and several different uh, variations. Nice. And it's one recipe and you, and she includes like this, all the herbs and spices and everything for each, for each variation, one. depending on what meat you want yeah. to use. But because I'm married to a beef lover, <laughs> I have to admit that's my favorite too. It's so so <laughs> he's in good company. <laughs> so it's three pounds of meat cubed. Okay. Three onions, three garlic cloves, three tablespoons of flour, and three cups of liquid. Wow. That's so easy to remember. I could memorize it that. It is. One. So you, you know, you toss the meat with oil and salt and pepper, mm-hmm. and then you brown it. At a pretty high searing heat, holds sear in it the on two sides. Flavor and the moisture. Yeah, the so juice. you don't crowd the pan. You sear it, and if you're doing a lot of meat, mm-hmm. it sort of gets. Sometimes I confess I crowded the pan because I pan. would have two large <laughs> Dutch right. ovens trying to get all right. you know in batches and everything. Sure, but anyway, if you can do it ahead, it's great. Then you take the meat out, and then you add your liquids. No, wait a minute. Let me look here. I don't want to say it wrong. <laughs> you take the meat out. Okay. You add your onions and garlic and a little oil if you need it. Then you add your spices and herbs. Then you whisk in the flour and the liquid. And the liquid in this case is two cups of chicken broth and one cup of red wine. It sounds delicious. It is. Then the really cool thing about it is then you add, you pour that over the meat in the big Dutch oven. You put a sheet of heavy-duty foil over the pot, and you push the foil down to where it's just touching the meat. Okay? okay. So it's a lot of foil, so that it's a tight around the edges, mm-hmm. but it go, folds down the sides of the pan and across the top of the meat. Okay. And you get it boiling on your stove. And you can hear when it starts to simmer. So you put, do you do it in a, one of those disposable foil pans? Oh, no, no, no. What no. do you put this it in? This is my huge Le Creuset Dutch oven. Oh, and I have, oh, I have two or three oven. of those things. Okay. So I would use those. Okay. Um, so then after you hear it starting to simmer in there, 
You take it off the burner, you put the lid on it, and you put it in a 450 degree oven. Keeping the foil on. Keeping the foil on with the lid on top. With the lid on top. And a 450 degree oven. So that's super hot. So it's just gonna blast, you know, the, the meat. It's so, I can't even tell you how good it is. It's so tender and great. Okay, so while it's in there for an hour and 15 minutes, you steam your veg. And in this case, it's turnips and carrots. Really? And you dice them, Instead you know, of potatoes. and you just steam them. And then when it comes out of the oven, you stir those in and then you let it just sit there and sort of collect itself for about mm-hmm. 15 minutes kind of and you serve melt. it over mashed potatoes. Oh, okay. There's the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Like so, your husband is okay with you substituting turnips yeah. for potatoes? What? Right before oh, you serve well. it, you stir in some frozen peas. Uh-huh. And it's just, it is so wonderful. And served over mashed potatoes would be so over delicious. But you can do all these other. So this is found in a cookbook called Perfect Recipes for Having People Over. Okay, by can, Pam Anderson. And you can see why I was... Taken with that, that, that is, title. Yes, perfect. But hey, that just says it all. Just but, open the book and hey, yeah. you're the perfect recipes for having people over. Yeah. So why podcast right. is over? I'm done. Just by and so book. these, you know, the cubes are small. They're not like big, you know, and they're it's so tender and delicious and flavorful. It's do you wonderful. buy a check roast and cut it, or do you yeah. buy stew meat? I ch- I c- cut, cut it myself. Own. Unless I'm in a real hurry, I probably that day after church. Did not. You, you bought whatever. I don't was remember. Potentially but the problem in the with the stew meat is you still have to go over it all. You do. I, and cut off. And so I probably just bought a, a roast and cut it up. And it was That's just going to be faster. three of us. So it was one roast, three pound mm-hmm. roast. Chuck roast is so expensive now. It like is. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to make this in the near future. So I bought a couple of chuck roasts today. And one was 30% off. Yes. Nice. <laughs> but a three pounder is a pretty good size. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get all the, all the other ingredients, you the just have little off. pieces of Yeah. Meat. Yeah. But it's a not, no, I think they look pretty good. So they'll be a good size pieces. But when you buy the stew meat, it's all different shapes all different and sizes. Shapes, and, sizes, cuts. Yeah. It may not all be the roast, yeah, the, so, the chuck roast you're looking yeah. for. So sharpen your knife mm-hmm. and get that. So that's my favorite. And then the other good thing about this cookbook, she has, when should I serve it? What should I serve with it? Drinks, appet- she lists drinks, appetizers, salads, and desserts. That's Whether incredible. leftovers are any good and how far in advance you can make it. So there's and a timeline as well. Oh, yeah. This one, you can make a couple days ahead. It keeps really well, and it reheats beautifully. So it, that's why I love this cookbook. And you, when you turn to this page, it's just covered with spills. <laughs> you can all the splatters see. from the pot. <laughs> but these are all the different kinds you can do with that same process using ham, pork, or beef. So there you go. Okay. If this cookbook is not on my shelf, I'm ordering this immediately. Well, do you it like maybe, Amazon or it's possibly Walmart? out of print? I don't know because I got sure it a long Amazon time ago. Have it or a bookstore online. This is copyright 2005. Okay, but I bet you can find it. I bet she did a second one, eBay. or maybe it's the first. In, I, it's good, but I li- it's a one pot mm-hmm. kind of. I like this one better because it has more variety. Yeah, it's just more for my needs. Right. And I'm not so inclined to do the one pot wonders as much. Right. I mean, 
Now that rose sounds like a one pot wonder. Of course, well, there's mashed potatoes on the well, side. Well, that's true. That you have to make yeah, in a separate that's pot. True. Does she have a recipe for mashed potatoes, or do you? Pick she your does. Own They're called make ahead mashed potatoes. Oh my goodness! She's got I need it this right recipe. in there. So when you go there, it's like this is the page. What to serve with it? This on page that. I mean, it's just a really it's just make takes I haven't the headache made out of planning all the recipes, but I've made a lot of them. And, and they your, work really your well guests for go away having smiling. people over. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect recipes for having people yeah. over by Pam Anders. But when you're when I was cooking, it was running like thirty to thirty five every week. Mm-hmm. So it became more difficult to make dishes like that for that size mm-hmm. and just the cost and everything. Sure. But I did it. I did still do it. But it just depended on the on the recipe season, and the cost. Obviously, and, and just how many people. Because, you know, and the bigger my grandkids got, the more the more they, they were, were like adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You weren't factoring kids yeah. anymore. Yeah, but it's so fun to feed people. It's so fun. It's so much fun. It is to so feed much people. fun. I love feeding I love feeding kids, but I especially yeah. love feeding teenagers because they yeah. just growing teenagers are unlike any other genre well, of they child. They just appreciate, <laughs> they appreciate food, it, don't they? So much because yeah. they're so hungry. Yes. Yeah. And when they're yeah. full, it's just it's really just gratifying. So satisfied. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you consider a cut of meat, do you go to the store and look for sales and kind of think about what you're going to cook? Or do you look at this sale paper when it comes out? Or how do you kind of decide, you know, what, what I'm doing, what you're doing? I probably think about what I want to fix. Okay. And then I go and look. And while I'm there, if I spy some bargain, I get that for the freezer. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Yeah. So today, shop. I picked up a few things that were on sale. Mm-hmm. And you know, to pop in the freezer. Also, it's just the two of us now. So I bought a couple of filet mignons on sale. (laughs) Why not? Why not? Why not? I agree. So, but I don't do that every week or anything. But if I see them there, it's like, okay, this is guidance. Right. And this sounds really (laughs) good. Tonight's dinner is no. It won't be for tonight. They're in the freezer. They're going to be in the freezer. They're in the freezer for a special night. Well, yeah. What about? The book, does it offer time savers? Well, you mentioned, or do you have any particular ones that you use that the book doesn't mention? You did mention a timeline, which is very yeah. helpful. Yeah. But do you have okay. anything else? If I was making this for a crowd, I would make it a day or two in advance. Absolutely. For sure. And I wouldn't probably steam the veg. I would just get the meat done and maybe get the veg chopped up and ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, reheat the meat. Happen at the last minute. Yeah, steam the veg and reheat the meat and do it that way so that... But you can do the whole thing a couple of days in advance. It just depends. I also, having a big crowd, I wouldn't do this just for... Six or eight. Sure. Well, I might. You, you never might. know it about me. depends on how busy you are that day. I would maybe... I love setting the table. Bef- ahead of time. I, no, I just love setting the table. Oh, anytime. I like to make it beautiful mm-hmm. and inviting. And so I take great pleasure in setting the table. That is very satisfying and when so, you look out and you're done and it's beautiful and it's just I know. how you want it. To. But then you have to let it go. When everybody sits down, okay, just come what may. We're all sitting down to eat now and you cannot preserve the way. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you have kids and, you know, oh, I mean, it turns you want it to when be everybody pretty. starts eating. Yeah. Yes. 
But then let it go. Let it because go. Don't look at it. Don't no, get I mean, over somebody's it. Don't apologize gonna, for something. No, the wine's going to get knocked over mm-hmm. and people are going to get up to go get something and throw their napkins. Off. I mean, it, you know, Who it's knows? just going to be a small what bit of mad is. chaos. But I love making a table pretty. Do I you have really any tips enjoy that. For, for ways to make a table pretty? Well, I like um, gathering linens mm-hmm. over the years. You know, whether I like runners a lot. And on our table, because we had a lot of leaves that we could adjust the size of the table depending on how many, we outgrew it because, but at any rate, so I'd have a couple of white tablecloths I could lap, mm-hmm. sort of, because I didn't have a tablecloth for every configuration right so you might double up <laughs> yeah so i could just sort of lap it over to extend all the way it was 18 feet when it's all together that's a, and that's so it's a great table to have and then i get a runner over it so i had a seasonal runner a pretty you know i'd get them at pottery barn on sale or crate and barrel or now amazon mm-hmm. just any number of places and just have seasonal you know, you've got a Christmas one. You've got mm-hmm. sometimes you move on. Like I'm done with that one. I don't want to ever see right. it again. <laughs> Williams Sonoma. I mean, times. if you buy them off season, you mm-hmm. can get some pretty good deals. That is actually a great dip. And then I, because we were feeding a lot of people, I went to white plates. I got Crate and Barrel buffet plates, mm-hmm. and then I started collecting uh, press stemware from. You know, the 50s, 60s. Okay. They're really bright colored, chunky uh, goblets. Where did you find it when you antique, say collecting? Antique stores. It took me a long time to find my first one. And the reason was we had visited a family in Annapolis, Maryland, when the kids were little. I think Rachel was three. And at dinner, everybody had a different color goblet. And they were these beautiful, all different designs, chunky, vintage um, goblets. And I loved that. It was yeah. so cute. So, so adorable. I looked high and low. I could ever not even find one. And Doug and I were in, I think, St. Louis or someplace. And we went in a big old antique store. And there it was, this goblet sitting there by itself. It's bright orange. <laughs> and it's called Sun <laughs> and Moon. It. All these different patterns have actual names. I have a book of all the different patterns that were what is the brand? So it's called Sun and Moon, but what's well, the, who I don't is remember. the maker? It, it depends. There are all kinds of makers. Oh, okay. But like Sun and Moon, or I mean, there's just different versions. Okay. And so there was that orange one sitting there. It was $30. What? And I thought, no, that's not going to work. And so I looked all around that antique store, and I kept coming back and looking at that. And I said, Doug. Mm-hmm. He said, get it. <laughs> One thing you want. So it's my one. No, I think I have two orange ones. Totally different pattern. But that was my first one. And then after that, I just started finding them. I have blue. I have uh, so many colors. And sometimes I would find a whole set of them. They were not. That's the most I've ever paid for one. Was it $30? I think I maybe paid $30 for another one. Mm -hmm. But usually, no. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Usually you had people a little more reasonable. But they aren't cheap. You know, but I started gathering and I would find them, you know, wherever we'd go, I'd look at an antique store and search it. It's Mm -hmm. hard. And then Mm -hmm. you find one or Mm -hmm. a little set. And sometimes they're just too much and you move on. Right. But I have a lot now. They're all in storage. 
And then I ended up saying, okay, this is too many. And I sold some to a friend. I had a whole set of really pretty yellow. And I sold those to her. And then I have a lot of gorgeous red ones. And they Perfect were on the bottom. They say uh, HF. It's the Henry Ford Museum is where they were made in Michigan. And I have some that don't have that little stamp on the bottom, mm -hmm. but they're really pretty. And then some of them come in smaller. So I have small, I have I large, to see I have these. way too many. When do they come out of storage? they're all in storage. <laughs> when the house but, is built. But I just had fun. I would move around. I got a lot of, it's just like light brown, which is mm. not my favorite color. But for Thanksgiving, they are so oh, perfect for cute. fall. Yeah, because your centerpiece is going to be oranges and browns yeah. and just the but natural in spring, colors. I don't want to see those no, or you're summer. Done with them. Or, yeah, no, or so Christmas. No, no, no. Yeah. So I got way too many. But you have to realize I was working on it for a long time. Well, and you know, it may not be way too many if the 18th grandchild is on yeah, the way. Yeah, no, I have way too many. <laughs> you still have way too many <laughs> because I have. All different colors, you know, and I use all red. Yeah, Christmas, mm -hmm. I have plenty of red, and I use the short ones for the kids, you know, for their toasting. So beverage. there's different sizes as well. Yeah. Very fun. Okay, Etsy, I need to you can see find these. them on Etsy. Okay. But, you know, I've noticed the prices going up, so I'm glad I have mine. Yes. They're gorgeous. They're so fun. But anyway. I love that idea. This so was not. You love setting the table. No, this I is the do, best tip. I love and napkins. And cloth napkins, napkins. Cloth napkins versus paper is your favorite. Oh yeah. Where I, do you buy cloth napkins? Like, where's your go-to? Is it kind of the same places everywhere. that you would buy? Like you, table Amazon. Amazon. So mm -hmm. when I was doing Sabbath, I would have um, in the summer red and white check tablecloths, mm -hmm. and I had probably three dozen red and white checked napkins and I could use those with a white tablecloth. It's kind of intense maybe with a checkered tablecloth and checkered napkins. So mm -hmm. I might do white napkins. I bought a bunch down in Louisiana. Get or Mississippi. Louisiana. Mississippi maybe. <laughs> Was a it an friend antique shop in or a Jackson? Store? A friend in Jackson told me that there was a factory in their neighborhood that made white napkins. And she ordered me a whole zillion trillion of them. And I shared a whole bunch with my girls. So straight from the factory, you're probably getting they a pretty good They were really deal. not, yes. And they were, they lasted me. I could bleach them and they would go with anything. But I like using fun patterned ones. Mm -hmm. So you can get them on Amazon. Is cotton um, your go-to material? Yeah, I would say I've so. I've gotten polyester before, like and it was slippy. a mistake. It was like you couldn't, it, the texture well, was you, wrong. They don't the wipe your, was wrong. and this, the polyester ones fall on the floor. They All slide off just, of your clothing. Yes, they do. So cotton. I, I have some chambray cotton ones mm -hmm. I got on Amazon, mm -hmm. and I think they might be Now brand. Okay. Or DII on Amazon. Okay. Look at DII. They have Darling on Amazon. I don't think I've lots, seen that brand. Lots of napkins. That's where I go. Okay. And if you want to get a big navy and white or blue and white check tablecloth or all kinds and runners. I like a runner because it's, it's not as big of a commitment. Mm -hmm. And, and it you don't always want a smaller. tablecloth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they that same brand NII they sell table runners. It's and, DII. Oh DII. D capital D capital I capital I. Okay. On Amazon, 
And you, you'll just look around. It's always different. But I have a pretty runner that's chambray with the matching. And you just put that on with white plate or I have some fun blue and white plates. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm all for, it's so easy to wash a napkin Mm -hmm. and just, I have to confess we had borders for several years. As Mm -hmm. you remember, college girls, I always use cloth napkins. I just use them every night. Doug and I, when we sit down, we have a cloth napkin Mm -hmm. unless we're on the run or I mean, it's lunch. I mean, I use paper napkins, Sure, but it's not that hard, and it's just so much better than a... And they're so small, you can toss them in with... Do you to, Do you wash napkins by themselves, or do you toss them in with towels? Or I mean, do you do a well, certain way of washing? I had probably three or more dozen red ones. Mm-hmm. I could do a whole load after Sabbath. That's and true. if you have time, you know, to spray, but mostly I wouldn't do that. i just dump in the stain remover in the... Who has time to spray every single napkin? Right. But if you have some beautiful new napkins. Mm-hmm. You might so want to spot I, check them. Yeah. You might have to do that. And I toss, you know, I tell you those red ones, I use them so much. I finally, I had to get rid of them because they were fraying at the edges. <laughs> it's like, this is no. They were unraveling. Yeah. But just little flowers on the table oh. and just name tags. Name I tags. I mean, not name tags, but place cards. Mm-hmm. Do you handwrite or do you, how do you do your name tag? Name uh, Every name possible tags, way. Cards. <laughs> oh, place cards. Place cards. Place cards. Um, somebody gave me some little porcelain place cards that you write on with a black. Uh, like an expo marker? Yeah. And dry erase I, marker? Dry, yeah, dry erase. And I used those for a while. But, you know, after a while... They just don't look good anymore. They they maybe they just the got old. Surface hasn't I mean, they, needs to be redone. Well, they, yeah, the surface, surface started absorbing the black a little, but smooth. they I use those for a long time. But then just little, you can buy. It's hard to walk in a store and find place cards, but you can order them on Amazon or you can make your own. Mm-hmm. Do whatever. For a while, Rachel would write it on the plate with whatever that oh, wipes off. Yeah. Yeah, so just at right the top, the just plate. right at She's the on the rim at the top. That was cute. That's very cute. Um, I got my granddaughters to do it for me, mm-hmm. but it's just nice for guests to know where to go. Yes, when you go in, it's especially if it's a large crowd, you don't know where to go, and when you get everybody's name on the table, one, you know how many are coming for dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. You make sure you have a name tag at every spot. Yeah. Chair for every person, unless you've yes. forgotten to write a name tag for someone, Well, <laughs> which I, I did that one time. <laughs> well, I've started, I did, well, I'm not right now, but I would just put on an extra plate. That's a great because idea. Because somebody might show up mm-hmm. who, number one, wasn't invited, mm-hmm. or number two, was invited, and, and no one told me. Slipped yeah. your mind, or, or no one told you. Yeah, it's just an extra plate, mm-hmm. or I counted wrong. Right. I mean, all of the above. Right. So if you're going to have 25 people there, throw yes. on an extra plate. Throw on an Just extra plate. It doesn't matter if you have to take it away. And even if you do and have it on yeah. the counter, somebody may have dropped a napkin or a fork and you can easily right. hand them something. Yeah. right Well, another hot tip about place cards. I printed some. I did a rehearsal dinner this past June and had quite a few. And I ran to Michael's mm-hmm. and it wasn't quite what I wanted. And it was a little expensive. And I just was not yeah. happy with it. So I ended up Avery.com. Avery yes. is a, yeah. I don't know what exactly how to describe them. But paper they have stuff. all kinds of mm-hmm. templates for yeah. paper type yeah. things. Yeah. 
and a free template. I printed my own name cards, and I Very was nice. so pleased with them. I was just tickled pink. Well, see, and, and if then, you have the technology, mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah, and then used a paper might, cutter to p- cut them, you know, where they were yeah. real precise, and it was just so easy. And for a huge crowd, and this, of course, would have to be planned ahead, especially if you're doing a big event. But um, I did it far enough in advance that I had time, yeah. you know, to print and put in all the names and cut them. And it was actually cheaper, far cheaper than paying mm-hmm. a printing place or right. going and buying them. Yeah. And then you still had to print them like you're just buying blanks. Yeah, like, you'd have to train me on how to well, do it on my computer. But it took me far too long. I would be embarrassed to say how long <laughs> figure it out yeah. the first time yeah. the second time I think I could get better and faster but the first one was like oh mm-hmm. my word I'm so glad I'm doing this ahead of time well <laughs> I would call to see if any granddaughters wanted to come over and help and they would set the table they would do the place guard. I mean they would mm-hmm. really help me out yeah so yep like many hands makes light work oh, yeah is that the and same? plus it's fun and it's mm-hmm. fun everybody has a great time together what is your best prep tip when you're having people over. I well, I think I gave you some you of gave them. Me Set the, the best table ones. ahead of time. Okay. The other tip is have cute aprons. Oh, okay. Because I have lots of aprons. And most of them are in storage. But I took <laughs> They're coming out I soon. Took, I think I have five at our house right now <laughs> because You do have a lot. I because I love an apron mm-hmm. and not an old ratty, dirty looking thing, mm-hmm. but something really cute and seasonal. Now mm-hmm. I don't buy all these. These are they've been gifts. gifts over the years. Oh yeah. I have some really cute fall ones. Mm-hmm. And Rachel recently got me a wonderful, really nice heavy duty apron. It has says Nana embroidered on it. Nice. And it has great pockets. It's hot pink. I mean, it's oh, really cute. That's perfect. But I like to be in an apron. It's like, okay, I have my apron on. I'm ready to go. I've got my hair pulled back. I'm in the kitchen. My sleeves rolled up. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's hit it. Right. And then if it gets dirty, I can change it into a cute seasonal one before the guests arrive. So they know who's in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know. They know who the cook is. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> I to praise Andrew to blame. Yeah. <laughs> and I would probably take it off for dinner. But I'm just saying, it's right. cute enough. I could leave it on if I wanted. Mm-hmm. Not that I would. But right. I'd probably have. But, but it's almost a, like an accessory. A pretty apron. Yes. Mm-hmm. And not a filthy, weird, old, ratty oh, thing. No. 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 Uh, that would be. So it's a good gift item. Mm-hmm. And if you your kids a- need ideas then and the same they thing buy you. the same uh places you can find the napkins you okay. can find really cute aprons all the time and you know those on stores Amazon, i don't mention seasonal like christmas thanksgiving yeah. you know after season they're clearancing things immediately mm-hmm. but a lot of times just because they're replacing in wanting new stock on yeah. the shelves or online but especially if you have the store nearby, if, if you go in store, they discount it so deep because yeah. they want it gone want so it. that the new, yeah. brand new For stuff sure. can have the spotlight. Yeah. So, Absolutely. great idea. Oh. Well, and I've made aprons before. Mm-hmm. You can do that. I've even found them at Goodwill. I mean, mm-hmm. and you can find mm-hmm. napkins and runners. Maybe not. I don't know. It depends on where you live. Mm-hmm. I don't. Some goodwills are definitely amazing, and some you really yeah. have to pick through. It probably does I don't depend think on I've, your area. I've never found one at Goodwill. I have bought an apron at Goodwill, <laughs> but yeah, wash it, get yeah. us new. Let's yeah, let's go. It was like brand new. <laughs> it was so cute. Yeah. Well, you know, anyway. Goodwill people donate so many things that are like new or are right. brand. Sometimes you have things right. with tags on them just yes. because it didn't work for them, or maybe they're 
cleaning out someone's home that's moving. Right. Something right, along right, those right. lines. So, all right. What is your best advice for showing warm hospitality to those coming into your home? How do you make it feel like a warm, welcoming place when they walk through the door? <laughs> If I saw the table that you just described, I would already feel that way. But do you have any other tips? Well, it's nice to have somebody greeting. That's the ticket. And if I'm in the kitchen, I would prefer someone else do Mm -hmm. that. Sometimes we would be getting ready. Doug would leave to go pick up his dad. And I would tell the kids, please come early. We're having guests and I'm going to be... In the kitchen. So to get my kids on that duty. I need you to fulfill that job. And if we're eating outside, I need somebody to be outside to greet people. Show them first where to get a drink. Sure. So I had a a buffet that I would just, or if we're outside, a whole table set up. Kid drinks, adult drinks. Mm -hmm. Get yourself a drink. That's a great idea to have the drink set out. So that while you're you're busy in your apron getting the last few minutes things done they can already be started say help yourself to a glass of wine or there are other drinks over there that kind of thing so there you go idea all right what is your must-have kitchen item and where can we find it okay i brought it you did i brought it. show me okay so (laughs) need to see the evidence yeah so this is an oxo okay i love that brand good grips seven piece liquid measuring beaker set and this is for you. No! I've it never is. seen this. Yes. I have so many things in this brand. I brought I really you one. do love it. It's very I tell you. durable. It's a good co- a good price point. But it's, you don't have this. I do not have this. Oh, I've never seen you it. You are gonna use it now Thank all the you. time. And it's tell me about it. Well, it's different size beakers. So how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And they stack together. So the smallest one, you can just pour a teaspoon into. You don't have to balance the spoon. The biggest one is a cup, and it measures ounces and tablespoons and everything. And it's just so handy. I use mine constantly. And a friend gave it to me. It was Uh a gift. I had never seen it either. And so now I like to give that as gifts and it's on amazon it's it is a great gift and it's, it's so cute and colorful. colorful i wish y'all could see it i will post it on my website um, okay com. <laughs> i do have a spot that has the most recommended kitchen items so that you can actually good. see yeah. them right know what it is you know if we talk about it someone's like well yeah. i don't know where to find that or i don't know what that looks like or is this the right thing i will post this so you can see it because I wonder if it's new. No, it well, been I've a had mine for several years. Okay. And it still works great. And so when you are, you know, you're measuring liquids, mm-hmm. I can, it's funny, in our other, our last kitchen, I would just set it in the cupboard so I could just see it while I'm pouring in. Yes. Because you want it eye level. Yeah, you just want it eye level. It was great. You don't have to do that. And it's not heavy like glass measuring cups. No, and it's not like a big metal one Mm -hmm. or, yeah, getting out the Pyrex Mm -hmm. all the time. I have Pyrex, but they're nothing. I don't have seven of them, you know? No. Yeah, and I use my Pyrex also for Mm -hmm. lots of things. Sure, but But this is just, but this is for liquids. And of course, you do know this trick, hopefully. Let's say you're making muffins and it calls for half a cup of oil and half a cup of honey. Mm-hmm. Well, you measure your oil first, dump it in, and then when you put the honey in, it just slips just right out. Right it out. just <laughs> slips right out. <laughs> if you do it in the other order, it doesn't slip right out. No, no, you're using a spoon and you're scraping. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Well, how fun. You know, it's funny because people have their different favorite stores that they like to go to and shop. Yeah. 
well, where I used to live um, in the South, there was a fairly good size Bed Bath & Beyond. And for fun, every now and then I would slip in and look at the kitchen gadgets and I would especially be looking at all the different OXO. Oh, yeah. Um, all the different things yeah. they had and deciding, hmm, no, I don't have all of them. But do I really need another spatula? I know. I know. It's like, well, <laughs> yes, you have so to I have studied things. all of their things and thought, hmm, do I need that? But I have never seen these. So, Well, the thing is, these are tools. The tools. And, and if we are in our workshop, mm-hmm. we need good tools. That's true. And so you need tools for cooking. Mm-hmm. And so. I really feel like for most women, they're they're where they use the kitchen on a daily basis. They oh, of are course. in there. It's of the course. room used more than anything yeah. else. So these tools are definitely Yeah, I love my little nesting beakers. <laughs> and you know, because they nest, it takes almost no space in a cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. Well Enjoy those. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, do you have any funny stories from hosting over the years? You've had lots and lots of people over. Are there any funny stories you can actually share? Well, there are some <laughs> I probably shouldn't. There's probably some you shouldn't. <laughs> but surely there's one you can. Um, well, I don't know. Which one should I tell? Hmm, I could tell, tell you about Dot. Dot. She arrived one one of those one of those sabbath dinners where no one was there doug had gone to get his dad it took him about 15 20 minutes to get him loaded up and wheelchair in the trunk and all that so i was there by myself and in the kitchen with my apron on and mm-hmm. there's a knock at the door a little early i go to the door it's an old friend of ours i haven't seen in a long time a local person mm-hmm. and he has with him this older woman and he said hi nancy here's dot and I said, oh, oh, hi, Dot. Well, hello. Are you coming to dinner? And she said, yes. And I said, well, come in. And she, my father-in-law had invited her. She was from Scotland, and she was just visiting. And uh, he forgot to tell me. <laughs> Good thing you had that extra so set out. <laughs> it was great because the kids, one of our grandsons, Rory, was really interested in Scotland and had learned himself a little bit of um, you know what they used to speak in Scotland, and why can't I think of well, it? Well, you know more than um, I do. Gaelic, okay. And so they started talking. You know, he chatted her up, and she knew she knew Gaelic. Well, a little bit. He okay. probably not everyone does, but it is their native tongue. But at any rate, it used to be. But at the end of dinner, she thanked me very much, and she said, "And I'll be back next week." Oh. And so she came every week until it was she came for like a month or something like that. Probably okay, yeah. And Dot was just a fixture at our Sabbath dinners until for a while. she decided to go back to Scotland. Yeah, so that was that. that was funny. What a fun it was funny <laughs> to meet someone named Dot at mm-hmm. my door mm-hmm. and not be sure what was going on. Right, like, well, are you welcome in, Dot? And so who are that you? was a, it was funny, but it was really a, yeah. But she was a blessing a to, the, to the Sabbath dinner. Absolutely. How fun for the grandkids, yeah. too, yeah. because I'm sure she had a great accent. Oh, my, yes. Yes, and she was quite gregarious and mm-hmm. friendly. and mm-hmm. So so she just added to yeah. the... So there's my dot story. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have... I mean, the, the, the hot tip about setting an extra place, setting at the table, 
this is for you because you never know when Dot may show up at she your could, door. And she may show up again. Mm-hmm. We'll she, see. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining yeah. me. It has been a pleasure to hear ev- all of your wonderful advice from so many years of hosting all the people. Thank you for joining